Michael Gevin here with Jumpstart Sessions. So I'm super excited to bring you these one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching sessions. These are kind of behind the scenes and coaching videographers and filmmakers. And if you'd like to kind of cherry pick what you'd like to even listen to on each episode, you can go to jumpstartsessions.net. And on there, you'll be able to find the show notes for each and every single episode. There's also an assessment that I have each person take that I coach. You'll be able to see their results on the show notes page for each episode. You'll also be able to take the assessment yourself so you can kind of compare results. If you yourself would like to be coached on a Jumpstart session, you'll also just go to jumpstartsessions.net and it'll say, get coached on the podcast. You fill out a questionnaire and as of right now, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. And so ultimately, that's all I've got for now. I'm super excited for you to listen to this episode. So let's rock and roll. So up front, I really like to just welcome you. Thank you for being okay. here. And then you. If you could give me and everybody will listen a little background on kind of your story, where you're at and, and what your mm -hmm. what your kind of needs are right now. What's going on? Okay. So my name is Reina. Perfect. I'm from Japan. And I just uh, moved from Tokyo to Houston on april so i've been in the united states for three months oh wow okay <laughs> and then so i was working in in japan in tokyo i was working with my mom she's a photographer and she owns okay. the studio okay. so i did like a maternity photo weddings um some newborn photos with her <clears throat> and then i before i come here i i work at do you know a company called lululemon sure. the yoga yeah. So I work, I work in uh, Lululemon, Tokyo, and then they offered me to do a photography job. Okay. So I did like um, social media photographers, like shooting photographers for ambassadors and like those kind of stuff. Okay. And it was like going well. And then I got like a different job, um, like photography offers. But then I had to move here. And then like everything stopped right now. And then okay. I moved here and my husband's working and I don't know anybody here. And I want to like start working <clears throat> in a photography or also videography things, but like, I don't, I don't know what to start. Okay. So I'm kind of like, I don't have like uh, confidence right now here. It's all and, good. Yeah. You're, and, I mean, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> English very well, I, but I can't imagine coming to a completely kind of form. I couldn't imagine myself moving to Tokyo and then, yeah. you know, I mean, you've been speaking English your whole life or when did you learn? Um, I studied when I was in, uh, in college and okay. I went to study in San Diego for nine months. And then after I worked in um, a retail company from the United States, so I had to use English. So I was able to speak, um, but here the, the culture is very different and I, I'm kind of like uh, freaked out the beginning and it's very different. So like, I'm like, what should I start first? Sure. Well, so that's, so uh, that's perfect. That's a good start. I mean, uh, congratulations for moving here. I guess uh, you, you, you met your husband somewhere in the mix of potentially being in the States or did you meet over in... I Tokyo. met my husband in Tokyo. He was working for two years in the same company. I worked for the retail company. And then we met there. And then 
we got married, but we had to do like four years of long distance. Wow. And I finally got my visa and I was able to come here. Wow. Okay. Cool. Fantastic. Like checking yeah. Facebook and stuff and I saw you and I was like very inspired. So yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> Where did you find did you find in, inside a full time filmmaker or yeah. I I was um up uh, how to say apply I'm registered in, in Japan the full time filmmaker yeah. I haven't really go through yet but yeah and then I was checking Facebook every time so I saw all the jumpstart sessions yes perfect <laughs> good well I'm glad you enjoyed it and I appreciate you being here I'm excited to um excited to do this with you so what we'll do is is this is what I love because people at different levels and this is where you know, kind of the advice, the coaching, it, it's not so one size fits all because obviously you're in a completely, I mean, there's so many little variables here that are unique that you just can't, you know, tell you, oh, do this and you'll be good to go because there's, there's a lot going on here and to cut, kind of guide you down a path that's going to be a great fit for you and something that you're going to be able to, to have some confidence mm -hmm. in doing is, is going to be powerful. And so, um, especially with not having any connections, any relationships, anyone yes. that you know here. Now, the thing that I would ask um, to begin with is you said photography and video. Now, which one is your greater passion or have they both just equaled out? Like, is there one that if you had to choose, I mean, I never want people to choose, but just in the, in the kind of imagining if you had to choose one, is there one you'd choose over the other? Right now is photography because I, I have experience, mm -hmm. but I want to step into videography, but to be, um, I don't have any editing um, pro programs, um, those things. And so I, what's I the desire? What's the desire for video, though? I mean, so is it? I have, I have created some videos when I was working at Lululemon. Okay. And but I, I it for me it wasn't like professionally videos. So yes. I want to. Step into the next level, but um, I haven't like actually go into these things. So that's like I want. It's like I want to try. But my main thing was photography, but I also want to try the video. Now the thing I would ask you, because you know everybody's situation, as I've said, is different. So there's 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 a cool thing you've got going on. I'm assuming. I don't know. I'm going to ask the question, which is do you need to make any money from this stuff right now? Is there an urgency in your, in your family dynamic with your husband that you have to make money or is everything taken care of by him? And right yeah. now you're pursuing this, um, is, is bonus income. It's just, I don't even care right now if I make any money, I just want to be creating and doing the craft. Like, where do you sit there? So right now I don't have to make money with, uh, financially, we're, we don't have problems, but in the future, um, I would like to make money out of these um, photography or videography things and support the finance of family. Perfect. So, so the cool thing that you've got going on right now is a, a non, I mean, it can go both ways for people, but the ability to not have the pressure mm -hmm. of needing to make money because that really the decisions we make when we're in need when we have to make money we start that's how I, I see people building businesses that they 
really don't enjoy because they start taking on anything and everything because they feel like, well, they're giving me money for this or they'll do this. Okay, I'll take it. If I just, if I just do what they say, then, then you know, they'll give me money. And, and, and then before you know it, you have kind of clients and work that you're just, you're not really excited about potentially. And so with your ability to kind of not be needy in that way and to just start to experiment, I think that's the thing. And, and one thing I would say is you yourself may not have any kind of relationships, network or connections right now, but um, I would question your husband, obviously. Who, who is, is he from? Like, are you guys in a completely, like, you guys have no friends, no anybody where you live right now? Or, or did, is he from the area that you guys have moved to? So we're kind of like uh, new here, both. Uh, he's okay. originally from uh, Chicago area. And he, his job is like moving around a lot. So he doesn't really have friends, friends in, in this area. Okay. So we don't have like uh, connections right now. So yeah, we just two of us here. It's all good. No, that's good. I mean, this is, we're creating kind of the story here of what's the situation. Cause sometimes people, you know, if you're from an area, maybe, maybe you were brought to the area, but maybe he's lived there kind of his whole life and he had a bunch of connections and relationships. But I would still ask, is there um, any, is there any opportunity again? Is he, was it Lulu Women that he worked at with you then? No, he, he worked at a Hollister um, a clothing company. Yep. Mm -hmm. he, he does a district manager right now, but um, I, I worked there for, in Japan for a year and a half. And then after I start uh, photography work and then also start a part-time as Lululemon. Yep. So he, he's, he doesn't have connection with Lululemon. Okay, but he, has, he works at Hollister, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the interesting thing is, is, I mean, you're coming in at a place where it sounds like there's, there's some confidence within photography because that's what you were, you mm -hmm. were doing. Uh, but in video, it's hard, to, it's hard to have a lot of confidence to go out there and really put yourself out there when you don't, when you don't even have the necessarily the skills, uh, you know, the technical skills right now. So even though I'm not a hyper technical trainer, I mean, you've got Parker's course that in spades is going to teach you how to shoot better, edit better, color grade, you know, do all those things, but you're still going to have to, regardless of if it's in a professional manner or you're getting hired by someone to increase the frequency at which you're experimenting with that and doing that and you know and then questioning is is it really video that i i want to get into or or do i put more effort into photography because when you're kind of unclear I, I have some photo skills i don't really have the video skills yet but where do i start i mean on a lot of levels starting up front since you don't need money is somehow either just practicing in general you can do it anywhere but then two you know, looking, you know, I have everybody take the assessments beforehand. And once I start releasing these, I'll probably be telling everybody what the person I'm about to talk to it looks like so people can kind of start to compare. But I would imagine that, uh, you know, there's a lot of kind of anxiety right now around being in this kind of foreign area, not having necessarily the skill sets yet, not knowing anyone. You're probably not necessarily the type that's, I mean, a lot of people don't love what I'm about to say anyways, but to go out and, and network and meet people, is that something that you would 
like to do or where do you sit there? So my question is like, what is the best when you're in the, in the new place? So I thought about like, just apply for a little lemon. I worked before and then start like knowing people around here. Yeah. And well, first, I think that's the first step, like to know people and make connections. <laughs> or I, there's there's a another company's like wedding wedding company, like a big, huge photography, mm-hmm. and they also do video yep. things. Because I still want, I I still don't have like a confidence to do run my own business and stuff. So I still want to learn from somebody. Um, well, so, that's why, that's what I was going to say is, is that I, I wanted you to kind of say it, which you're, you're, you've kind of said it, which is when it comes to necessarily, I mean, relationships are important, but when it comes to going out there and this is why I just am so, I say it over and over again, but it's so important to understand yourself because you just said, I don't really have the confidence to kind of build my own business right now or do that. And there's, there's so much that can go into that. And so one of the best things to do is to kind of intern or go, go, you know, connect. I mean, you, you can reach out, you can send emails. And right now, because you don't need the money, the cool thing is, I mean, you find that there's going to be, there's going to be some people out there, whether you want to pay them or they want to pay you or anything in between, they're just not interested in in training their competition and all the, there's they're very scarcity minded but there's still i believe a lot of companies out there that they need help and they need support but mm-hmm. they might not be able to pay for it and so when somebody who's who's willing to put in the effort and either work for little or work for nothing it, it gives you you it's a win-win they they get help and support that they need that they mm-hmm. may not be at a place to pay for, or maybe they are. But at the same time, if they are at a position, but they don't need that support that they're wanting to pay for, it doesn't mean they wouldn't take on, like if it was weddings that you wanted to get into, that there could be some companies that you could go kind of, quote unquote, intern under or mentor under where you can start showing up to some weddings and being that. And, and maybe it's photography initially, right? Like maybe it's a, it's a hybrid of you're being a, a second shooter on a photography job or maybe while you're on that job you know you have a company that does photography and you're able to come on and and start experimenting with video Um, I mean there's a number of ways but yes relationships and knowing people I mean getting a job at a Lululemon it it just depends on what you want to do I mean what do do you want to get into weddings um I want to get into weddings um to be honest but um, I never been to the U.S. wedding ever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I don't know anything about wedding here yet, and yeah. um, so I don't know. Yeah, well, so that, that, I mean, so I, I I think that I mean, what I would tell when we lack, I mean, on certain levels, you know, you got skill set in photography, you want to learn video, but you don't really know what direction to go, and you don't know anybody. You, you, you I, I think, at least I believe, I mean, even though you've never done a, a wedding in the, in the States or an experience that, or, you know, there's a lot of different avenues that you can go into, of course, within photo or video. I mean, just one or the other. And, and sometimes, you know, the, the branching off of things you can do is just, there's, there's just a plethora. And so some of the simply, simpler 
areas is wedding photography or video. Um, and then there is, you know, doing obviously commercial work and small businesses and you can do photography or video for them. And then there's, you know, like the world I was in, which was filming basically non, I always just called it non weddings, but <coughs> essentially, you know, events, conferences, workshops, masterminds, these different things where there's as little as 10 to 20 people. And the ones I film as much as you know, five to 10,000 people potentially that are at it. And we're, we're filming it. It's we're filming like a wedding, except we'll get some interviews and we'll get some testimonials and different things. Um, but, but so there's lots of different areas to, to go. And if you have no, once you have an awareness of what's out there, Mm-hmm. then you can start to reach out to potential companies. And the thing is, I mean, you're obviously going to be because of the circumstances of just culture shock, I guess, to a degree, there's a level of, of a little even more passiveness. You're already potentially going to be a not aggressive person. Uh, just even look at the assessment. Like you're, you're in talking to you right now, you're very gentle and kind. So there's, there's the level of, there's a little bit of that. You're going to get some no's potentially, right? If you went and found five wedding companies that you really liked, mm-hmm. you emailed them all or tried to connect with them all or called their phone numbers, uh, they might all reject you, right? There's that level that it could happen. They could go, oh, we're not interested right now or we don't need anybody or whatever. Um, so, but you don't know when that diamond in the rough, like I had a girl that called one of my buddies and uh, she said, you know, I've called five or six different companies and you're the first one who would even talk to me. You know, the other ones were like, we're not training our competition and da, 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 you know, saying these different things. But he was like, yeah, we'd love to, you know, we'd love to help. And, and, and depending on, you know, what your needs and desires are of what you want to do, if you're wanting to kind of, you know, get real world experience to see, well, do I want to go down the path of, because some of it, I mean, do you actually ever see yourself right now? People evolve, people change, but in the foreseeable future, do you have any desire to actually even start a business or is it really, you just want to be able to do the craft of video or art and Mm -hmm. I mean, excuse me, of video or photography or, and then get to a place where you're generating some money from doing that. But where if you were freelance or even employed somewhere, that would be totally fine with you versus I got to sell. I mean, I would imagine before you even say that just based on what we've even experienced so far, that is going to probably be the best thing for the short term, which could be one to five years anyways, for you to build up your confidence in general versus having to go out. Cause I tell this to people all the time, you know, whether you want to be the shooter, like this shoes video, whether you want to be a shooter only an editor only, you want to do both or you want to, own the whole business and you're, you're hiring shooters and editors and you're just getting the jobs and you don't even shoot or edit. Or, you know, there's people who can freelance just for shooting or freelance and they shoot for the person and the edit. Uh, there's lots of different ways to go about it. But when you really lack the, the business marketing knowledge and the ability to sell and negotiate and do all these things, the best way, and there's guys that have actually, guys and girls who shot and edited for me for years, and now they have their own companies, and they're getting their own jobs, and they're selling their own jobs, and they're negotiating. But I mean, gosh, some of them was probably three to five years that they 
they didn't own their own business. I mean, uh, some of them still even had little part-time jobs or the amount of money I was paying them was enough because they didn't need a lot. Uh, but they were able to see me interact with clients, sell clients, talk to clients, um, you know, do the whole project. They got to really experience a business without all the responsibility of, well, where do I get the work and how do I talk to them? They were able to kind of, you know, I joke through osmosis and being around it, they were able to learn and they were able to grow and they were able to build up their confidence. And then I was even able once they got decent, once we kind of, you know, hey, little birdie, go on your way and do your thing, I was able to give them some jobs because I had transitioned out of weddings. And so when wedding leads started to come in, I just started to send some of my referrals to them. And that was, a, I mean, a special circumstance. Not everybody might do that, but it, it is a great way because they were younger. And I mean, age doesn't matter, but their ages were, I mean, the one girl started helping me when she was 15. And by the time, you know, she was 20, she was getting so her own work. Um, but you're, you're at a place where, um, you know, you're in a similar situation it, it, for all intents and purposes. You don't, you don't know a lot of people. You don't have the connections. You don't know how to sell the jobs or get the work or where would you get the work and then what would you sell them? And now you don't know how to do the work right now. So right now it's just, it's having the ability to start getting into situations, weddings, different areas. And, and, mm -hmm. and getting to not have any almost responsibility. So you can show up and you can help out, you can learn, you can shadow um, and, and do that. And that'll, that'll start building your confidence and start giving you the clarity of, you know what, I really love weddings. And maybe in five years, you start having to, you start doing your own wedding. It could be sooner, but, you know, or you just go, you know, I, I really love weddings, but I'm cool with just showing up and being a second shooter because they take on all the responsibility and I get to show up and get creative shots and do the thing, but I don't have to worry about everything else. So there's no, there's no right or wrong here of what to do, but there is the finding some different production companies, photographers, wedding videographers, wedding photographers, and just going on some shoots. I mean, there's no finding people who will let you go on a shoot and, just start to have those experiences. And the more you have those experiences, the more clear you'll get of the directions that you may want to go. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. When you, um, I have a question. When Please. you start your own um, on videography business, you had like a vision, what kind of things you want to shoot or you just dive in and those chances uh i would say that when i started i in the big picture had no vision like in the big 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 picture like i didn't know i started doing funeral slideshows in high school yeah. that was somebody passed away and they did those yeah. and then it was very accidental that i ended up with weddings i I mean, I never thought I was going to have a video business, quite frankly. I was going to go to school for kinesiology and be a personal trainer at Valley Total Fitness, it was called at the time. It was like a you know, fitness place, like a gold yeah. gym or whatever. And so I was experimenting with a lot of things in high school, and I always had a job and um, had a candy machine business. So my dad was the one who was big into video, and we made movies together. And that's how they knew that he works at a cemetery and that's how the cemetery slideshows were. I mean, you can, everybody can pretty much do their own. They can do them on their phones now almost. And, um, but then 
I got asked to do that. And that was my first thing. And then I started filming a little bit in high school, but still had no major vision. It's just when I graduated, I didn't want to go to college. And I had, I had a kind of more entrepreneurial spirit about me than I did. I've got this vision for this business I'm going to build. And here's how I'm going to do it. Because for years, I was very random. I did anything like once I, I was getting out there and I was going to networking meetings and I was filming things and I went to bridal shows and I was advertising online and I was very busy all the time with different things. Mm-hmm. And that over time, quite frankly, got exhausting because all the work I was doing, I wasn't loving. Some of it was just like, well, I have a company and mm-hmm. they are coming to me to do something that I can do, but and they're going to give me money for it. It doesn't mean it's something I'm excited to do. And it wasn't until I built the confidence to say, this is the kind of work that I'm great at. This is the kind of work that I love to do. This is the kind of work my clients love. I'm going to stop saying yes to everything else. And I'm just going to do this. And that's quite frankly, when my business really took off. But that was my first adventures into video and business were in 2004, 2005, 2006. It wasn't until 2011, I really had that clarity and the confidence to know I had done all these things because my company was called Geb's Total Video. Mm-hmm. So it was everything in video. And then it finally, it just kind of became Geb's TV or just Geb's. And I was just, I'm Geb's and I do this kind of work. And then that's all I showed too. So all my websites or my website just had that specific style of video. It didn't, the old websites they used to have was like, I do DVD duplication, montages, you know, music videos, event videography, commercial work. I mean, it listed off all these things because I figured, well, if somebody comes to the site and they want video, they'll contact me because I do everything. And so I don't believe that right now, there can be things you're kind of like you've seen people's work. I mean, when I started, there wasn't actually a lot to be inspired by because there wasn't much, there wasn't much internet going on with the YouTube and everything else. So I, when I got asked to do that first wedding, it was my mom cleaned a house and gave me a DVD of a person that got married. That was my sample to watch. I mean, you, you, for the rest of your life all day long, you could watch wedding videos on YouTube and never get through every wedding video that's been put together now by people and what you could be inspired by. So I think that, if there's certain photography work or certain video work that you're inspired by, now, how do you start to, to do that work for somebody? You know, is it, at, is it at a gym? I mean, there's, there's lots of ways to get to do, I mean, I filmed once, I wanted to sell my building that I lived in and this business next door had opened up or was about to open up and I had caught uh, wind that they were going to want to buy my building if their business went well. And I was like, really? I was thinking about moving. So, the day they opened, I went over there. No one was there. They didn't do a big opening. It was just like, we're going to kind of soft open, see if anybody comes through the front door. And so I went in and I was like, I had my glide cam. I had my camera and that's it. I didn't take my camera bag. I didn't take anything else. And I just said, um, hey, I, I'd love to make a video for you. Uh, can I just, I'll just run around and get some shots. I'll put it together. And you know, I had a lot of knowledge around, I ran some ads, I won't get into all that, but like at the end of the day to make the video itself, mm-hmm. I didn't really need much permission. There was nobody there. We weren't going to do interviews and testimonials or anything. I just went in with my glide cam. I flew around, kind of made what I would call kind of like a tour video, just a simple basic video. It was like 60 seconds long 
I filmed for maybe 45 minutes and then it took maybe an hour and a half to put the video together. And then again, I did some other stuff that I knew how to run ads. I knew how to do some things, but at the end of the day, just to, to practice with that business and make them that little video. And I I've known people that I've been doing calls with right now who are getting two to $500 to make videos like that for businesses. They're just clips and music. And to at least get started for free, I mean, there's not a lot, you know, you guys might go eat dinner at places. I mean, I, I just because I, <laughs> I kind of procrastinate certain things, it wasn't necessary. And I, I don't, I don't love filming like I used to. And so I actually passed this on to a few, few of my friends, but there was two different restaurants. Like one was a sushi place and we would go in there all the time and got to know the owner a little bit. And then one day I was like, Hey, would you know, you want to do a video? And, and we, I had a deal kind of worked out. I just never executed it where they were going to give us free sushi for like a year. You know? And so there might be restaurants that you eat at you know, the places you, you frequent or you go to. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of ways to be able, especially with kind of that free to fee model, there's lots of ways for photography or video to just go experiment. And since you don't need to get paid for it, I mean, it's crazy to say, there'll still be people that will say no to even something for free, but it's all how simple can you make it? Like that lady, she didn't need to, she'd already, she opened up her business. It was clean, there was no one there. There wasn't anything like she didn't need to work hard for me to make her that. It's just like, I'm just going to do it because I just want to have a visual that's other than my house or something to, you know, to film. So, you know, it's, it's if you come in and if you email an organization that you've never met and they don't see the value in doing videos. So now they've got to schedule interviews and they got to work hard just for you to come in and make this free video. But if you just go in and I mean, again, you're not. I don't know about your, is your husband gone a lot? Is he not? I mean, he's probably the opposite personality of you, I would imagine. He's probably very outgoing, talking, not that you're not, has nothing to do with friendliness or any of that, but just like, he's probably a mover and a shaker and a talker and interacting and networking. He's probably good at those things, right? I don't think so. He's like, really? I guess he don't have a lot of friends. This is why, like, can you make friends for me? And then he's like, no, I'm like, he's not. What's his role within his business, with the, within his job? So he, he's district manager. So he has um, eight, nine stores. He's watching it. And the, so the people who works for him is like, you can't really go out with these people because so he, he basically have to, only go out with the same level people but there's not a lot of people close each other because it's in texas so it's like everybody lives far away okay so he doesn't have a soul so like he doesn't really go out like in the weekend he will be <laughs> yeah but you know it's funny you say that because i mean if people actually really get to know me me and my wife are pretty secluded we actually don't do things with very many people very often um but from a biz like from a ability to make a new friend i'm really easy like i'll i'll talk to anybody my my, my wife pretty much mm -hmm. won't necessarily now i mean when you're her friend and i mean she can talk she's talkative but it's much easier for me which is where when i tell you the thing i just told you about the the it was a candy shop 
It's yeah. very easy for me to walk into a place and just take my camera in and be like, hey, I'd love to make you a video. Like, that's easy for me. My <laughs> wife wouldn't want to do that. She would feel like she's bothering them potentially and things. Like, she'd rather me walk in there and do that. Now, there's no, there's, it's neither good nor bad, but that's where you have to really question your, your, like, what is the best things for you to do? And initially, it's potentially to make, whether it's females, males, I mean, it just depends, but you know, females can tend to be on the, the easier and softer side of being willing to take someone like yourself in. Not necessarily, I'm not stereotyping men that they're never going to do that. I'm a easygoing guy, but you know, everybody's different. And so, you know, I would, I mean, maybe weddings is, I mean, if you have no, you know, there's that Allison one, I got to get the quote, but it's like, if there's lots of paths, if you don't know which if you don't know where you're going, then any path will do. So if you really aren't set on anything right now and you have no idea where to go, then weddings could be a good place for you to start honing your skills a little bit and learning and finding somebody that you can kind of shadow or mentor under and then kind of go from there. Because I don't know that, I mean, a Lulu, like you mentioned earlier, I mean, a Lululemon position, like getting a job somewhere, if you really want to be creative and you don't need the money, then you might as well seek out creative positions. You might as well seek out mentorship or job shadowing in the area of photography or video, not in the, let me get a job at Lululemon and hopefully I could do photography while I'm there. I mean, if you can, then fantastic, right? That would be fantastic. But at the same time, you know, I would make sure that you're trying to find something, whether Lululemon or not, that just allows you to do your, your photography. Uh, and your so video. working at Lululemon, I shoot like events and those kind of things and the customer and like people know that I do uh, photography and then they will come me to offer like the personal like things Perfect. to shoot video. Well, and that finish could be, uh, yeah, I get where you're so, coming from then. Yeah, so that that's how I build relationships with Lululemon and then got those opportunities. So that was good for me. But like if if I want to actually go into like wedding things or like more serious, um, I I feel like I should like like you said, you reach out to people and like actually go into these places and ask if I can work for these people. But like how how do you how do you talk to these how do I like contact? How do you message them? Okay, let's talk about that and then go back real quick. I mean, if you have the ability to create a situation, that's what I'm saying. If you have an ability to create a situation within Lululemon to actually do photography and video for them and for events, I would mm -hmm. definitely consider, because you already, the cool thing with that, and in general, from a leverage and a marketing branding standpoint, like mm -hmm. one it's going to be easier to get in a Lululemon when you've already worked with a Lululemon, right? And mm -hmm. this is what you did. You might've done it in Tokyo, but this is what you did. Do you have that photo? Like, do you feel confident in your photography skills? Like what you were doing for? Yes. Yeah. For, so, yeah. so you, you lean in, you, you right now want to potentially first get a photography position somehow, because that's what you feel confident in mm -hmm. while you're, while you're on that photography position somehow you can start experimenting a lot more with doing some video stuff and then maybe 
you keep doing photography and you do video, or maybe you end up transitioning to video. That'll end up being a, you know, your decision, of course. But, um, you know, the thing is, it can be easier for you to leverage into a Lululemon position when you've already had Lululemon. And if you can get that, yes, that's going to be a great way to network and build relationships and do that. Number two, when you do reach out to potential people, you're going to want to include the fact that you worked for Lululemon uh, and that you shot photography for Lululemon. Uh, and if you can share some of that photography, if that's the main things that you have, you might want to have a simple little portfolio site. I mean, whether a little square space thing, something simple that showcases your best work that you did for Lululemon. And then from there, you know, there's, there's not a perfect right or wrong way to necessarily email people because one, you may need to follow up a few times and you won't know who you need to follow up a few times. Cause let's say you found and you, you looked and you researched and you found 10 people and you wrote these heartfelt custom personalized emails to each one of those people. Mm-hmm. You might not get one reply from all 10, but there could be two within those 10 that would love to have you. But for one reason or another, the timing's off, they're busy, they're traveling, whatever. And they just, none of them reply. And I mean, I've had many people and I had a guy that I did this to the other day where when he followed, he had fall, he'd reached up to actually reached out again today, ironically enough, but he reached out to me originally in the beginning, like middle of June. Mm-hmm. And then I did see it actually. And it got away from me and I started traveling like crazy. And then all these other messages came through and through my life, especially in messenger specifically, mm-hmm. Overall, I just don't keep recycling through everything because what I've learned and people have taught me is if something's really important to someone, then they will follow back up. And if it's not that important, I mean, it's twofold. Some people think, well, if I contacted you and it's important to you, as in it's important to me, like then I'll go out of my way to reach back out. But like for something like you reaching out, let's say you reached out to me and said, hey, Michael, I... I love the work that you're doing with, with weddings and photography. Um, I, I've just gotten here into the area. I used to work uh, with Lululemon and did a lot of their event photography and uh, events. And I'm trying to make connections here in, in the States and in where I'm at. I'm right, just in where I'm at, I'm in a brand new area. I'd love to support you with photography on some future events uh, up front. I don't even want to get paid. I just want to be able to kind of learn and help you. And if it turns into something, great. But if not, that's, that's fine right now too. I just really want to get out there and start doing the work here. I, it could go two ways. If I don't need something like that right now, then yes, again, if I'm busy, I might just not even reply to you. Yes. And so... Now, if I am interested, mm-hmm. I actually still may be busy and I may not reply to you. But if you send me a message again in like a week or two and all of a sudden I'm not doing anything, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, you might say, I'm just falling back up just to make sure that you, you got the prior message. I know things get crazy and I'll go, and this is what happened to this guy. He reached back out and I was like, oh my God, I immediately got on the phone with him. Like 20 minutes later, we had a call. And I was like, thank you so much for following up because I, I, you know, I lost track of that. But he was wanting, on certain levels, he was wanting something from me 
more than it was like a client hire, you know, wanting to hire me. Because a client could say, well, if you don't want my business, you don't want my business. I'll take it somewhere else. You know, they're, they're less likely to reach out and then feel like I got to keep reaching out to do work with this guy. Like that doesn't make as much sense. But when you are more trying to get something out of me and you want my support or you want me to mentor you or you want, that's not necessarily in a lot of people's businesses, their priority mm -hmm. um, to do that. So if you don't follow up sometimes and the timing might just not be right, then it may just, there may be a couple people who are interested, but they just, it slips through their, the cracks. And so just that simple follow-up and they go, oh my God, thanks for, for sending back. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love, and it shows you're kind of a little bit of determination um, rather than just giving up. You know, a little, little bit of that persistence can actually, it's not about bothering people because what you got to realize, like even for me at my current place in life, and it's hopefully going to change, there's a few things that have popped in, but right now, if someone who is more of an assistant, managerial, organized, structure, systems, details type of person contacted mm -hmm. me and was like, I love what you're doing. So specifically even for jumpstart sessions, maybe we'll just put it out there. I might already have somebody by sometimes somebody maybe hears this, but uh, if somebody said, I love what you're doing with jumpstart sessions, I would love to help you out. I'm good at, you know, going through episodes, getting detailed notes of the, of the, of the episodes and da, 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 and all this stuff. I'd love to help you for, for 90 days and, and do that. Is that something you need help with? I would be like, holy God, thank you for reaching out to me. I'd be so excited because that is something I, I really, at the moment, really, really need. And so for somebody to reach out and say, I love what you're doing, I'd love to help in the more specific. See, the problem is, is a lot of people go, Hey, I, I love your, I love your work. If there's anything you need, I'd love to help. Okay. Well, I don't even know what you were good at. I don't know what you could help with. So now you've almost created a job for the person you reached out to, to like figure out what you could help them with versus just telling them what you're, what you're good at and what you'd be willing to help or do. Being specific, I found will go much further with somebody. That's what I'm saying. Like if somebody reached out to me right now and was just like, hey, if you, I love what you do, Gebs. If there's anything you need help with, just let me know. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of things I need help with. But now <clears throat> do I have to have this whole big dialogue with this person to figure out what they're good at, what they, what they want to do, how they could help, or if they're not good at anything? Because that's the other area. That's why I said photography sounds like the area you need to get in the door with somewhere first. Because a lot of places don't necessarily want to groom somebody from ground zero, where it's like you're actually not bringing them any value right now because you don't know how to do anything. But if you know how to do something and say photography is that thing, then that's what you want to be able to reach out about. Because now maybe if they like your work, it's like, wow, some extra support in photography. Or I have a, a videographer actually right now where um, the guy that is his intern, mm -hmm. wanted to learn video, but he was actually at the beginning of his career way more skilled in photography. Mm -hmm. And so he interned doing photography behind the scenes of my buddy's business. And so he started to be able to offer these photos of his mm -hmm. clients 
you know, t- for his clients. So he was able to, the, the guy was taking all these photos of why my buddy Ryan was working, of the clients. And he's just like, hey, we got done with the shoot. Here's some stuff you can use for social media to say you were shooting a job or, uh, you know, you're, you're creating a new promo or whatever it is. And so these photography became assets for my buddy in regards to his business and showing him on social media working and on client jobs. But it also became a little added bonus that he was able to give to his clients as well. So that's where, you know, your skill set in photography could really open some doors for you. And being specific with that and leveraging the brand name of Lululemon. I mean, I got a lot of work because of the Tim Ferriss thing I did and being able to send somebody an email and say, hey, I shot for Tim Ferriss and here's the video. And then that opened up a door. And then there's kind of this snowball avalanche that starts to happen where you do one and another thing happens and then another thing happens and another thing happens. And so, you know, right now, if photography is where you're confident, photography is where your skills are, and you also have the leverage of working for Lululemon, those are what I would lean into to create opportunities for you and reach out to people. I can help you with photography. Here's who I've worked for. Here's some of my work. I'd love to maybe do it for you do a time frame, 60 to 90 days where I can come in. And like I said, depending on if it's a, a business, you can use the scenario I just said with my buddy Ryan, where you're able to get, you know, people, everybody needs kind of assets for social media right now. And people like to see behind the scenes as well. So there's the ability on weddings, you can shoot the photographer and show behind the scenes of them working. You can shoot as a second shooter to get actual photos for that client. So your skill set of video or photography right now can, can be used in a lot of different ways that can be of value to a, a business. And then from there, because you'll have real world things that are happening, this is what happened for my buddy Alan, who was a photographer for my buddy Ryan, is he also started to experiment with video. And he actually just sent me a wedding and I'm blown away. I couldn't even believe that he did it, actually. I didn't think he was doing bad work, but I, I knew he was just dabbling with video. But his dabbling now allowed him, from the circumstances he was doing, to get a lot better at it because they were real world. It wasn't just like, well, let me play around and, like right now, you know, let me play around at the house and shoot some video of the house. <laughs> let me play around just around outside and inside, but rather getting real world businesses or people or weddings and being able to start experimenting with your video, but using the photography as the leverage to get in the door. Does that make sense? Is that helping? Yeah, yeah, very much. Um, okay, good. I have also, I have one people that in Houston, she shoots um, wedding photography. Yeah. It's very creative. So I, I never seen those photos in Japan. So I was like, I wanted to reach out her, but... I don't know, I wasn't know how to like reach out to her. So you just said like, you said specific things and also tell that love her work. Flattery, I I mean, I hate to say it, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people, flattery is a good thing. You know, hey, you could say a I mean, that's what, think of people as people. I think we forget that sometimes. Like we, we, we either think we're annoying people or we're being sleazy or slimy or, or whatever, but you know, to go in and to tell someone, hey, I really love your work. I just got here from Tokyo three months ago, and 
I saw the work you did and I was so inspired. I never saw anything like that in Tokyo before. And in Tokyo, I, I did photography for events for Lululemon. Here's a link to some of my work. I would love to, and maybe, and, and that's the other little thing here. You don't necessarily have to go straight for, you know, can I come, you know, do stuff for you? It could be, I, I'd love to, you know, either talk to you about how I could potentially help you, uh, learn from you. Uh, you know, you can just, just, I just want to put it out there. You know, I don't know whether you're taking on any kind of, um, if interns, if you need second shooters, if you'd like behind the scenes photos of you working, I would just love to learn from you um, and, and also help you. Because that's the thing, I haven't seen your work or anything, but you know, I'm going to assume that if you did photography for events and things for Lululemon, I mean, the stuff's at least solid. You know, if you were doing something for a large brand like that, I'm sure your work's not horrible. <laughs> so, you know, don't, don't dis discount your value that you could bring. It's not a, I have zero skill sets at all. I want to learn from ground zero because I have no clue on how to do anything, but I'd love to learn from you. So now you're going to have to spend all this time training me and, and everything versus your ability to come in and actually, yes, you'll learn. Yeah you can also help is there a way that you could help like i said if she's doing shoots would you like behind the scenes photos of and i know i'm throwing out a lot you're gonna have to experiment here a little bit because that's i mean my emails i'm not i'm the last person that to, to come to if someone wants like scripts or word for word step by step how to say something because i'm very organic and ebb and flow and i i i, I feel it out from person to person so you know, that's why I'm saying when you email them, there's that just human element. I really love your work. Um, here's, and I'd love to connect and, and, and learn. Here's where I came from. Here's just a little bit of my situation. Don't, don't write a two or three page novel, <clears throat> you know, just, just write a few paragraphs, keep it simple, keep it short, and just attempt to get that, that initial response that you can get a conversation going, you know, cause that's the most important thing you want right now is you want to get a conversation going and build a little bit of a relationship. And there's the other thing too, right? Like you can go find these people on social media. You can start liking their posts. You can start commenting, love your work. And so now they're going to start, I mean, I, I was able to connect. I mean, you know, I'll just share this story. I found, uh, I don't remember exactly how, but the lady who started a company called, she's actually in Texas uh, in the Dallas area. Her name's. um, Susie Batiz, and she runs a company called Poopery. And Poopery is a poop spray to, to get the stink out of the toilet when you go to the bathroom. And she started it like 14 years ago. She, she's worth like $600 million now. And when I found her, she was still very much a person who was focused on her business, but she was starting to get into social media. And so interestingly enough with her, I was able to Instagram messenger. She still only had like 3,000 followers when I found her. I've had multiple dialogues with her back and forth. I've been able to Instagram message a, a CEO of a company of, that does, I think, 60 to $100 million a year, and she's yeah. replying to me. And if I was in Dallas, I was actually going to try to make something, uh, but she was willing to meet up as well. And so you just, you just never know. But what was happening was initially I was liking and commenting on a lot of her photos and things that she started posting. And then she, you know, I don't know, she engaged. And so 
you can start up front and be very passive right now and just start to find people like you just mentioned and go on their Instagram and their Facebook and just start liking and leaving nice comments on some of their photos and just starting to show up and, and create some awareness of you a little bit and then send them a message, you know, and just be very, like I said, very human. Don't, don't think of it as like this structured sales pitch that you have to make that, you know, is very like, here's my resume, you know, type of thing. Just, just be like a friend that you would, you know, translate what you would send to a friend and send it to a person like that and just be, be kind, you know, and, and I've had people who've done this and I will tell you if the timing is off, but it's something I'm interested in, the follow-up's everything. It just is because the reality is it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be a year. But if somebody's genuinely interested, I need to have the follow-up because I'm the type of person, everybody's different, but I'm the type of person where I wouldn't necessarily, unfortunately for you, keep track of you. Meaning if I thought I might need your help, but I don't need it for six months, okay. quite frankly, unfortunately, when six months rolls around, I'm going to forget that you probably ever met, especially if you don't stay top of mind. Like if we don't become friends on Facebook or something and you're not posting, like if there's not something that you stay top of mind with me and stay kind of on my radar, then if I think I might need you, but I don't know when, if it's not for six to nine months, I probably have forgotten about you when I actually do need you. And so it's just, that's why staying top of mind with somebody as long as they don't, if somebody says I'm not interested, thanks so much. You don't need to do much to keep interacting with them. But let's say this girl, you reach out, you interact, and she says, Oh my God, yeah, I'd love to connect. I'm really busy for the next three months because I've got weddings, you know, every weekend. Mm -hmm. Now, a couple things could happen. Either one, you could say, Would it be possible for me to come and, and, and second shoot with you at a wedding? Um, you know, you could potentially say that, or you play the patience game. And you wait for three months and then you reach back out to her. I know that we connected about three months ago and you said you're really busy. I'm just falling back up. So there's, there's, there's ways. And, you know, I had a guy I was helping get some editing jobs and he was reaching out to people. He was in full-time filmmaker. He was connecting and, and reach, people would say, I need an editor. And I even said I'd give him footage. It took me almost a month to get him footage. Almost a month. And then when I got it to him and, and I was doing some coaching with him and, and before I even got him the footage, he goes, man, nobody's getting back to me. Some people are saying they're interested, but they're not getting back to me. Like nothing's coming through. And then when I finally got him the footage about, you know, like I said, almost four weeks in, he goes, oh my God, man. He goes, five other people at the same time now all gave me their footage. So he went from for a month reaching out planting seeds, building relationships, people saying they're interested, others never responding, others saying they're interested, but not, you know, like this whole thing. And then everybody came all at once. And that kind of cliche, when it rains, it pours. And so he didn't give up, but there was this element of him wanting to give up because he's thinking, gosh, is this all for nothing? You know, but in the States here, I don't know about Tokyo. I don't know how many, uh, crops and plants and cornfields <laughs> got in uh in tokyo but here in the states there's lots of cornfields and different things that happen and people plant you know plant corn and it takes months and months at times to grow until you can get the corn and so right now that's your that's your first next step is just to start planting those seeds and then tending to that land you know tending to those seeds watering the plants and just building those relationships and because you're not needy for money, 
you can you can be passive with those three to six months of just planning. And then all of a sudden, you never know. I mean, something could pop for you in a week. I mean, quite frankly, you could send a message when we get off of here and that girl replies and a week later, you're doing something with her. That's very possible. Mm-hmm. It could also be two months, three months before something pops. But you got to also realize that the frequency at which you do it will increase your chances. So if you only send two emails today and then you don't follow up for three weeks and then you only reply to those two people three weeks later and then you get no reply and then three, it's like you're, you're not gratering your, your chances of, of happening versus my one buddy who's done, I done coaching with him. He calls it the law of averages. You know, he talks about the law of averages that he ended up, he didn't learn it from me, but now I've, I've been using it. But, uh, in my coaching, but the law of averages is he wanted to do these things called poker runs. And in 2014, well, for three or four years, he was filming one for free. But in 2014, he goes, I went all in. And when I really talked to him in 2015, and we really dug deep, he only reached out to about four or five poker runs. And he only reached out one time. Nobody replied to him. And in his mind, he's like, well, nobody's interested. They don't want to pay for it, blah, blah, blah. Well, then when he got clear that poker runs were the thing he wanted to do, he reached out to over 200 across the United States and sent them emails and said, here's what I do. Here's a sample from this bigger one that people would know that he actually did free work for. I'd love to have a conversation about doing this for your poker run. And, you know, interestingly enough, out of 200, only about, I think, 20 to 30 even replied. And out of the 20 to 30 that he got a conversation going with, he only got a job with about five. Four of them were for single ones. And the fifth one was for one that did about 50 a year. And he got a contract for $50,000, which was for about 15 of them. But that took from increasing the amount of reach out as well. Because if you look at that, 170 of them, let's call it, didn't reply. Now, what happens if you were sending, you know, it took you a year to get through, like you were just sending one email every couple of weeks, you know, and, and the first 170 were the ones that aren't going to do work with you, but the next 30 are the ones that are going to reply, but it took you nine months to, to send those emails. Whereas he was able to send the 200 emails within like a week or two. So, and it didn't take him the whole year to send them out because you don't know if it's going to take you the one person you send it to and you get a reply and things start happening, or if it's going to take you sending that one person three emails, or if it's going to take you sending 30 different emails to 30 different people each one time, like we don't know. And there's, and I wish there was a perfect science or a perfect way to say things that could guarantee if you sent three emails, you'd get three replies and they'd want to work with you or help you or, you know, whatever. Uh, but we just don't know. We really don't, you know, and, um, and that's the thing. So you just have to start. You know, I talk about massive and perfect action and okay. it's not about being perfect. Uh, everybody is different. Everybody's definition. I mean, some people are going to love the background I have and other people are going to think it's distracting and other people are going to hate it. Some people are going to love the color. Some people are going to hate the color. Some people are like, why does he wear black? Why does he not wear green? And I don't like black. And, so everybody's got opinions, but if you just believe that if you start taking some kind of massive action in a direction and including your work, I had a guy who wanted to do real estate and he was reaching out. He said, I reached out to 600 people and nobody replied. 
And I looked at the message and it was, it was kind of, you know, it didn't have any of his work. It kind of was that, it was a little bit vague, but when he was specific, he only reached out. I think once I gave him the tips, I said, your work is amazing. Why aren't you including your work in the message? So he started including his work. He tweaked the message slightly. He sent out, I think, 50 reply or 50 messages. And he had like 10 replies from that, five or 10 replies. Because he sent the work and he had good work. I've seen plenty of people who are like really ambitious and they're like, I sent 300 emails or 600 emails and no one replied to me. But they're, that, they're doing that whole like, hey, whatever you need, I'd love to help you, you know, and, and there's no, they're not specific. They don't show any of their work. So if you've got that photography, show that photography, be friendly, you know, share what you'd specifically, you know, what your specific skill sets are or what your specific even wants or desires might be a little bit. So you're just going to have to experiment. It's like I've had people who want to get better at talking on the phone. <laughs> they hate it initially, but you know, you, you, you do it and the more you'll do it, the more confident you'll get. So the more you take some action and you send emails and you get a reply, you might make a little tweak and then, and then you just don't worry about it being perfect. You just worry about doing it because right now, and hopefully this helps provide some better direction for you on this call today because you started with, I have no idea what to do or where to go or how to reach out or who to reach out to or what to reach out for. But hopefully a little bit of the clarity on this call today will give you some direction for yourself that now you can take a little bit more massive action and perfect action in that direction and you'll start getting some things that'll happen. And then you'll be able to tweak and then you'll, you'll keep going. Does that, is that helping? Is it making sense? Is it, you feel, do you feel a little better after the call? Absolutely better than before. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. so happy to get call with you and have a little bit hint for my future. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Any final things before we, we kind of wrap up here that you, you, you're still sitting on there that you, you would like a. Um, I, I, is the time is fun. If you, you can go ahead and ask another thing. That's, that's fine. Yeah. I just want to make sure. So in the beginning, have you reached out to the people and have you actually worked for like that you wanted to learn from them or have you ever had those experience? Well, that's where I, I can't fully empathize with certain things. Cause again, I was, I was 17, 18 when mm -hmm. I started, YouTube wasn't around. There weren't as many people I just, I had a few things happen and I just kind of ran with it, but I've had the people reach out to me. I've had people do this. So I, I can't speak that I started my career by doing what you're specifically going to potentially do, but people have done it for me. I know people who have done it and I've done it to get work. Like I sent Tim Ferriss an email. I sent Tony Robbins people an email I mean, I sent many emails to people saying, here's my work and here's what I'd like to do for you. And typically I was also going, I'll do it for free. Uh, but when I did the Tim Ferriss video, I mean, there was a company locally that had a Halloween party that my buddy was going to. And he said, would you want to come? And I'm like, well, I don't really, I don't like going to parties per se. So I was like, well, if I go, I'd rather just make them a video, see if they'll take that. <laughs> And so he said, hey, my buddy would like to come, but he said he'd like to make you a video if you don't have anybody doing it. And they didn't. So I went to this Halloween party and I filmed. Well, lo and behold, that led to almost $80,000 worth of work just with that company. 
Uh, they started a new division. They liked me. They liked my work. And I started shooting for them. But that was the video that I sent to Tim Ferriss's people, his assistant, and said, I see you're having the Halloween party in New York. Uh, I would love to, I'm, I'm going to be there. And if, uh, here's a, here's a video I did. I'd love to do this for you if you guys don't have anybody. And mm -hmm. the timing was right. And I got an email back and he said, Tim loves it. So he loved the video that I sent. That was the one and not only, but one main video that was relevant. I was mainly doing weddings. So I wasn't going to go film a wedding for Tim. It was like a nightclub party. So the party video I did for free a few months earlier was the video that I sent. So it was relevant. And they said, he loves it. It's going to be free, right? And I said back, yes, it will. And they said, all right, and you're in. And I got to film it. And then that, without knowing it, it absolutely changed my life, you know, but the timing was right again, right? Tim Ferriss, I just listened to a podcast where Tim talked about him having 600,000 unread emails. Mm -hmm. So he's, he, I have friends who, who are friends with him and paid a lot of money to even almost be friends with him. And they have a very difficult time getting a hold of him. But if Tim is doing a book launch or something, then he comes out of the woodwork and now he wants to be on people's podcasts and things like that. But if you want to have him on your podcast, even if you have a huge following and he's not promoting something, the likelihood is you'll never get a hold of him. Um, so like the timing was perfect when I saw that they were, um, put his email, his assistant's email on his blog because somebody needed a refund. And I thought, oh, well, maybe this, I'll send an email to his assistant. They're obviously looking at the emails because the launch party's next week. So the timing was right. And it just, I sent something relevant because I said, well, why'd you choose me besides it being free? He said, well, everybody else, there was a few people that sent us stuff, but they were sending wedding videos. And so it just didn't, your, your video was the most like relevant. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've used the technique of reaching out to people via email and being specific about what I would do, what I was going to do, wanted to do, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, it's worked. There's been times where, I mean, I sent that and an hour later, I got a reply and three days later I was in New York. I've had some people, I have literally reached out for over a year before something happened. And then I've had people that quite frankly, nothing happened and I gave up. And that just didn't matter to me anymore. So I, I've had everything in between the quick thing with Tim to nothing and every, everything in between. And you just, again, there's been no perfect science. You, you can't predict that the timing is right. So, you know, you just have to start doing it. And, um, and I know you, you got to take a deep breath and just, and, and know that this is going to be the most hard right now, this next few days or this next few months, will be the hardest thing for you. But if you overcome just sending those emails and, and at the end of the day, knowing that nothing bad is really going to happen. I mean, that's the thing that I always say. The worst thing that's going to happen is you get a no and you get a no when you don't ask or you don't try. So the, the worst thing in my mind already happens by me not even sending the message. Like if I think I'm going to get a no, but I don't send a message, well, obviously I got to know. Like they don't need to tell me no because I got to know 100% by not trying. So at least if you start trying and start sending it out and start experimenting, there are great people out there. There's also horrible people out there and you never know who you're going to run into <laughs> when you do this process. But most people are never going to do anything mean to you or anything bad or, you know, it's just they might either not reply or they might just say not interested. 
but you'd have to be sending somebody like messages every day to annoy them. And number two, I've actually seen that work as well. I've had people who are like, all right, this guy or the girl is persistent. I'm going to give them 30 seconds or I'm going to give them a chance because, you know, they're either crazy or they're like, there's something special there. And so you just never know. But you, once you start trying, I mean, something will pop for you. But I would just start doing the research, start interacting a little bit on social media. And then, you know, I would make it, you know, a point that in the next week or less, though, that you send a few emails, you know, um, and it's up to you whether you're going to send three or you're going to send 300. <laughs> but, you know, you've got nothing to lose right now. Like, remember that right now, you have nothing to lose. Like, you're, it's not like you're going to lose your house if you don't start getting jobs in a week. And, you know, you guys can't pay your bills. I mean, right now you're in a beautiful place to just start experimenting and just start putting yourself out there and start building relationships and then see what happens, you know? And then from there, um, you'll know what you like, what you dislike. And yeah, I think, I think that's, you know, that's the thing. But right now it's just, you don't have any of those connections or any of those relationships or any of those emails sent out. And so you're in that limbo land, but hopefully this is some good direction for you. And then just start taking those first baby steps and uh, you know, you'll, you'll start making things happen. I, I know it. Okay. Thank you. It was very helpful. Cool. Very helpful conversation. Cool. Rock and roll. Yeah. There you have it, another episode of Jumpstart Sessions, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. So if you yourself would like to be coached on a future episode of Jumpstart Sessions, just head on over to jumpstartsessions.net and click Get Coached on the Podcast. Again, as of the recording of this episode, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. I would really love to help you gain a greater level of clarity, confidence, and connection in your life and alignment in your business so that you can move faster and make things happen without so much resistance. So I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Have an amazing rest of your day and keep rocking and rolling. Take care. 